Before we begin, please note that this podcast is intended for mature audiences. I am not a doctor or a therapist, and nothing I say should take the place of a relationship with a qualified medical or mental health professional. Take care. Hello, and welcome to Resting Scared. Um, My name is Mary, and this is the podcast where I talk about health and health anxiety. Usually, it's just me talking to you, but sometimes it's me talking to guests. Not this time, though. So sorry. (laughs) So, it must be known that I did, in fact plant my little seedling babies, just like I said I would, in the actual garden outside. Um, I'm really not so sure I'm going to get much out of these. Also, I'm still wondering if I did it too early. Um, I did it after like the last frost date last year, but I don't know. It just seems like it's still going to be cold. I mean, the high is like or the low, excuse me, the low is like 39 today, so I don't know. I'm just not convinced, but, you know, I hope so. I want to. But yeah, they just look so, like, small and unimpressive in these, like, large beds that I have. Um, also, um, it's... I have like way more weeds than I did when I was last in there. I mean, maybe they aren't actually weeds though. Like it's possible that they're flowers that have yet to bloom, but there's definitely, it's definitely something going on in there. Although I do love the metaphor of there maybe being flowers that just haven't bloomed yet and at the moment they just look like weeds that's beautiful but I actually don't know I'm not actually sure so maybe it's not beautiful um but speaking of like gardening adjacent phenomenon so it's the strangest thing we moved into this place last June and as I've mentioned we have these like raised beds where we that were here when we got here um so we just decided to let them kind of grow out for a summer and see what we were working with and throughout the yard the rest of the yard it was just like clover and grass like some clover popped up um and there was like a lot of it and I thought it was really pretty and it totally, you know, made me feel like I was living my best Bella and Edward life in the meadow scene. (laughs) But this year, um, now there are all sorts of wildflowers popping up in our yard. Um, so there's clover, but there's also violets and something else that kind of looks like a violet but is more white than purple um but it still has like a little purple in it um and then there's also like these little blue boys 
and yeah it's just so pretty and magical and i love it um but isn't it strange that we didn't see any of those last year i don't know it could be because we didn't move until june and maybe these only bloom for like a brief period of time in the spring um but yeah i don't know but either way i love them i love them all and they're so pretty Okay, so today is April 25th, and in 1886, guess who opened his first practice? Just guess. Okay, I'll tell you. It is Sigmund Freud. He opened his practice in Vienna. Um... And Freud, of course, is known as the father of psychology. Um, I'm sure you've heard the term Freudian slip, which is when you accidentally mix up words unconsciously revealing something about yourself, allegedly. Um, So while Freud was incredibly important in terms of psychology and psychotherapy. He's not exactly my favorite guy. I mean, listen, he's a lot of people's favorite guy, so I don't actually think that he needs my approval, unfortunately, but, you know, his views on sexuality um, for one, were very, like, biologically male-centered. Phallocentric. Yes, I think that's the word. Um, to an extent that it really feels careless, looking back. I do not think Mr. Man was a big fan of women in general, necessarily, and, um, you know, so he came up with the concept of penis envy, which is a stage, apparently, according to him, in female psychosexual development where girls experience anxiety when they realize they don't have a penis. So that stage begins the transition from an attachment to the mother to competition with the mother for attention. Um, and with affection for the father. So that's cute, right? And of course, the boy version of that, in quotes, boy version, um, is a boy's realization that women do not have a penis and that gives them castration anxiety. So it is all about the dicks. You are either sad and stressed that you don't have one, or you are sad and stressed about the concept of losing one. And P.S. Every boy wants to have sex with their mother. Okay, period. Great. Thank you so much for that. No notes.
So today, as promised, I want to talk about the concept and existence of intrusive thoughts. Um, this is something that I know a lot of people experience, and I'm sure you've heard this term before, and probably a lot, because it is very like in vogue right now. Sometimes I wonder if what I see on like TikTok and Instagram are vastly different from what other people see, and I'm sure it is vastly different than what some people see, but then again, if you are here <laughs> listening to this podcast, then it seems possible that we're seeing similar content. Anyway, um, so intrusive thoughts, as I understand them, are thoughts that happen, um, and they can almost feel like they come out of nowhere, and they don't generally align with your own perception of yourself and your thoughts, beliefs, and values. I guess I shouldn't say they don't align with your thoughts, but beliefs and values, um, so I had never really heard this term until recently, probably like within the last couple years or so. Um, but when I realized what intrusive thoughts are, I realized that I truly have been having them my whole life. Like I remember as a child, um, genuinely thinking or assuming that I was, um, a bad person because of having intrusive thoughts, um, even though they weren't things that I wanted to have. And they were really mental compulsions that I did not want, but there they were. Um, so it turns out that intrusive thoughts are totally a characteristic of OCD, um, because of course they are. But I do want to be very careful here and remind people that just because you have intrusive thoughts does not mean that you have OCD. Um, and this is where I do get very wary of terms that we see thrown around a lot on social media that just don't mean what people may think they mean. You know, I've seen TikToks videos that are like so I also have a lot of like cooking content on my um for you page and I you know you'll see like the um cooking videos and someone will be like my intrusive thoughts told me to add chili flakes to this recipe and it's like no <laughs> no okay that's that's called a thought um that's not an intrusive thought it's just a thought So an example of an intrusive thought would be, you know, say you are with your dog and you think I could hurt my dog right now. And now, unless you are like a sadist or just a generally violent person, the idea of harming your dog in any way is probably really upsetting to you. You don't actually want to do that. Of course you don't. 
So why did you have that thought? And here is where a spiral can happen and it can happen real quick. Um, You know, you might think, well, wait, do I, do I want to hurt my dog? Why would I have had that thought if I didn't actually want to do it? What does that say about me? And keep in mind, this is just an example. Um, Relating it back to OCD, um, if you have OCD, those unwanted mental compulsions, those are intrusive thoughts. You know, and they aren't always telling you to do something, but sometimes they can just be there and they can cause a great deal of distress. And oftentimes in like a desperate attempt to make the obsessions slash intrusive thoughts stop, you might follow through with some sort of action. So like an example of this would be, um, and this goes back to health anxiety, um, this exact scenario that I'm about to tell you is something that happens to me constantly. I would say almost daily, and it's one of the biggest things I'm working on now. Um, So it'll start with like a pain in my back or my side. And my immediate thought that starts before I can even stop it or get ahead of it or feel that it's coming, I just think that there is something terribly, fatally wrong with my internal organs. And I get butterflies in my stomach and I get really hot and I want to cry. And then I try to remind myself that I've had scans and blood work and my doctors have decided that it's most likely due to a car accident that I had a few years ago. Um, But sometimes I can't. Um, Or sometimes the thoughts just keep coming back and back and back. So even when I've temporarily kind of calmed myself down and reminded myself that I am most likely okay, the thought will just keep coming back. And I get the urge the very strong urge to pull out my phone and just start Googling, just to attempt to tame the intrusive thought. But as we've discussed, it really doesn't work. Generally speaking, the Googling, it doesn't make me feel better. And It's so shitty because I do not want to be having these thoughts at all. And it's awful, but my mind goes there so quickly. And it's like, it's almost like trying to chase after a moving car. Um, And I will say that I'm getting better at not letting it go on for too long. Um... I think I let it sink its teeth into me for less and less time. Um, And not just with this specific intrusive thought, but like most of them. Um, But it's hard. It has taken so much practice and I do slip up frequently. Um, But you know, keep trying. 
I realize I haven't done a check-in in a hot minute now. I hope that you're checking in with yourself regularly, just to, I don't know, get a vibe check. <laughs> this feels like the time for a vibe check. So how are you feeling right now? What's happening in your body, your jaw, your shoulders? Can you unclench? Can you loosen? Shake out your arms if there's room. I just did it. I don't know if the sound picked up on me doing it, but... Good. Much better. Something that I realized recently is that while I'm able to recognize my OCD and my intrusive thought spirals when it comes to health anxiety, I think because it's like my biggest, I don't know, it's, it's where it all manifests the most. So I've gotten better at recognizing when that is starting, which ultimately does help me handle it faster but when it comes to other types of mental obsessions or obtrusive thoughts, um, it is harder for me to recognize until I'm on the other side of it. Um, and it might be like a day, it might be like the next day or like a few days later. Um, and I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, that's definitely what that was. Um and I think it's probably because I'm just not looking for it as much as in other areas of my life. But guess what? It it does show up. Yep, in many different areas. So that's something else I'm just trying to keep an eye on. And so another part of intrusive thoughts, I would say another problem with intrusive thoughts is the guilt and shame that tends to come with them. It is so easy to try and personalize every thought that comes into your head and to wonder what it says about you and to draw conclusions. Sometimes really rough conclusions that usually are just not true. And I know it's hard to be like, well, great. I guess I just won't feel guilt or shame about my intrusive thoughts anymore. Like, I know it's not that easy. But I really would invite you to try. When you notice an intrusive thought happening, as soon as you do notice it, try to be an observer that is a thought, that is a thought that is happening and you can notice it happening. You can observe it, note it, mark it, but don't pass judgments, don't analyze, don't draw conclusions. Honestly, it's not your place. All you can do 
And, you know, all you should do is observe and just try it. I think it's so important to remember that we are not our thoughts and your thoughts can't hurt you. When you're having intrusive thoughts, it's worth remembering that you are actually safe and you're okay and the moment will pass. So don't try to push it away or try to force it out. And if you're struggling with intrusive thoughts, I know it can feel very lonely and like you are the only one experiencing this, but we know that that's not true. So I hope that can, in some ways, you know, bring you a little bit of peace to know that you're not alone. You're really not. So, I think, I hope, I've given you enough to chew on for the time being. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'm back, baby. Um, I just had a little week that I spent away, um, and now I'm here, and I'm ready to go. And thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your support more than you know, for real. Okay, have a great rest of your week. Be kind to yourself and I will talk to you soon. Bye.